The primary mission of the Notre Dame Federal Credit Union is to serve their members. As the nation's largest Catholic-oriented credit union, they have a special concern for the poor, the underserved, minorities, and all Catholics. Thank you to the Notre Dame Federal Credit Union for sponsoring the Building Through Him podcast. Hello, welcome to the Building Through Him podcast. My name is Mary Jo Parrish. I'm the founder of Kingdom Builders. And in today's episode, we are going to be talking with Heather Kim from the Abiding Together podcast. Hello, Heather. Hi, how are you? Doing well. Heather, tell us a little bit about yourself. Well, I'm Canadian. Uh, I live just outside of Vancouver, British Columbia. So it's like two hours from Seattle. So that kind of dreary weather, we even in the summer <laughs> right now, it just switched to where it's getting kind of dreary out there. Yeah. Yeah. I have three children. I'm married, studied catechetics and theology when I was at Franciscan University of Steubenville, which is where I met my husband. And yeah, now we live in Vancouver, or just outside of Vancouver, and we have our own ministry called Life Restoration. And I'm also a co-host on the Abiding Together podcast. Wonderful. We are so glad to have you here. So the Abiding Together podcast and Kingdom Builders are just both amazing places where the Holy Spirit is working in the hearts of women. So we're super excited to have you with us. And Heather's with us today because she's one of the speakers at our Kingdom Builder Conference, which is on October 16th. And if you would like to purchase tickets, go to the Building Through Him website, and you can click on events and purchase your tickets. It's $70 for a single ticket and $650 for a reserve table of eight. So Heather, we would like to know more about your heart. So one of my favorite questions is just to kind of know, like, what is your favorite type of prayer? Hmm. I have lots of favorites, to be honest. It's one of the things I love about the church is that it's very big. You know, there's lots of different expressions of prayer. And I think because of how I grew up, I'm just comfortable in a lot of different things. So we have more of a conservative diocese. And one of our pastors was quite traditional growing up. And so there's just a lot of beauty that I find there and Eucharistic adoration and obviously the mass. It's a great way to pray. But my mom was also the leader of a charismatic prayer group. And so as a little kid, I was, you know, sitting under the table as all of her friends were, you know, having their little prayer time. <laughs> but that grew into something more personal, like as I grew up and went to some events and things myself, just really experiencing the power of the Holy Spirit. So, yeah, I think obviously I love the Mass, but I also love just times of worship and spending time in quiet. I have a yes. little prayer space in my house that is set aside for that. So that's beautiful. This morning I was talking, I have a 14 year old daughter. And um, she was saying something. I said, well, people would probably consider me charismatic. And, and she's like, what does that mean? And I said, well, it's really you're like experiencing the Holy Spirit and you can reach for him and feel him and love him and talk back and forth with him. And, and she's like, doesn't everybody do that? And I said, well, it's more, you know, mm-hmm. people can feel like it's like false or it's too much feeling. And, and she goes, what are you talking about? And she didn't even know there was any other type. She just thought yeah. everybody who was a Christian did this. This is, this is normal. So it grew up. you grew up with that being your normal. I love that. And I'm sure that was cemented when you went to Franciscan. They have a beautiful combination of both the love of the traditional and the love of the charismatic. Yeah, I am more of a both and kind of person. Amen. I think, yeah, just to be open to what God is doing and the beauty and the sacredness is important. Right, important part of our faith. Yeah. Yeah. If you try to limit one, I love the tradition. I the Latin Mass is beautiful. And so that you have the charismatic, it's like either side of the lungs. Like if we would just mm-hmm. eliminate one side, you know, or if we eliminate 
talk about men and women created completely different, yeah, but they're complementary to one another. So that's so beautiful. Yeah. So I'm glad to hear you say that. Yeah. So do you feel like of all those places we just talked about, like, where do you feel the closest to God? Yeah, probably in the Eucharist. I mean, there's no replacement for that. No. I think it was especially even brought forward in this last year. We we were shut down from going to Mass for seven and a half months. And so... Oh, I'm so sorry. Yeah, it was really... It was really hard, but it also just exposed like the hunger to be with Jesus. Like there is nothing that replaces that. No. And um, so, yeah, I mean, he's there giving us himself in a really special way. Of course, he lives within us. And of course, you know, when we pray, he comes to us. But that is a special gift that he's given to us. So mm, The food that babe. truly satisfies. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. Oh, that's so good. When we were shut down, not, not that long, but when we were shut down, we did these little periods of Eucharistic adoration that were just online. And so we just a couple of us standing, you know, six feet apart would go and they'd sing and then do this Eucharistic adoration online. And when I was there, the priest asked me, how long has it been since you received Jesus? And I, it's just one of those things I just kept like, okay, it'll be fine. Like, you, mm. you know, he's, you know, and I just started weeping. And he mm. was like, I don't think he was expecting that reaction, nor was I. So it was like just this weeping, this longing for the Lord. So I can't mm-hmm. imagine seven and a half months. That's amazing that you got through that. So just so glad that we have him again. Praise mm-hmm. Jesus. Mm-hmm. So we do these mosaic small groups where women come together regularly and, you know, talk about the good because we have a tendency that when we get together, sometimes you talk about all the bad things and complaining about husbands or children or work or whatever. And so teaching people to focus on their miracle moments, like how did you see God this week? And then once you start seeing him, then you see him all the time, you know? So like the mm-hmm. Lord's always been in, actively involved in our lives, but when you actually start to pay attention, you see it. And it's like, oh my gosh, the Lord loves me and all these little details. So when we talk about miracle moments, you maybe talk about one or two of the miracle moments that you've had in your life that have been like, the Lord is here right now with me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, definitely the first time I ever experienced him in a personal way. I was at a a youth conference. I was 14 years old. Peter Herbeck was the speaker that weekend, who I just have so much respect for, but I didn't know who he was, and he had no idea who I was because I was nobody. I was just a 14-year-old kid sitting in a sea of stinky teenagers, you know, and um, there's probably 500 people there or something. I was really curious at that point. I was very broken, really hurting, and no one would know because I was so shy and so quiet and awkward. But after his talk on Saturday night, they started some ministry time and music, and he just walked off the stage and came right up to me and said, "Um, I just noticed you during my talk, and I have this really strong sense that God has great things for you. And would it be okay if I prayed with you? And I was like, (laughs) my eyes got so big, I was like, me? Like, I'm nobody. And what he didn't know at that point was that I was really going through a lot of suffering and trauma and had been praying to God like over and over and over again, like, God, come and help me take this away, take this away. And I really, you know, one of the lies that the enemy brought in there was that God was far away and Mm. that he didn't care and that he Mm. didn't see me. Mm. And so basically God was reaching out in that moment saying, I see you. Heather, like I see, I see you and I know you. And so I said, okay, you can pray with me. And as he prayed, I mean, I can't really describe what happened because it wasn't, it's, it was out of this world, really. It was just an overwhelming sense of God's presence in a way that was personal to me. And I knew he was real. 
And that changed everything. You know, it's not that my life was perfect after that. It surely wasn't. But I had a sense of, a deep sense, a personal experience of God. And it was, yeah, it carried me through a lot of the rest of the suffering of being a teenager. But that, that was definitely one of those big miracle moments. Right. But yeah, there's lots of little little miracle moments, oh, like yeah. as you said, all throughout the day. And mm-hmm. it's taken me a while to be able to see God in all of the little things. And um, one of the books that really helped me with that was, it's called A Thousand Gifts by Anne Voskamp. Okay. And she talks a lot about that. She's not a Catholic writer, but you would think she is, like in right. many ways. She just, um, yeah, she's just a faithful Christian woman, but really in the wrestling she's talking about in the wrestling of like when suffering is happening like how can you see god and and she started a gratitude journal that's how it all started for her and i think it's just like you said you know like training ourselves like a discipline of sorts to notice right. be grateful for the little things and all the things that we see and as she did that she said it was an experience of like the scales falling from her eyes where all of a sudden she could see god everywhere Right. And so, yeah, that was really moving to me and something mm-hmm. that I've tried to create, you know, some pause in my day, even to enjoy the beautiful things. Like right. sometimes they just pass us by because we're far too busy for all of that. But yeah, to be able to just pause and go, oh, I want to soak this in a little yes. bit, you know, like I was just saying to you at the beginning, you know, the weather's changed here and the rain is coming a little bit. We had 50 days of no rain, which is unusual for us and scorching hot, like over 100 degrees temperatures, which we're not used to. So everything was really dry. Like our grass was like super brown and just a few days of rain and everything is getting green again and the flowers Mm. are starting to bloom again. And so I think, yeah, to be able to pause and soak in beauty is similar. Like we, we have to let it penetrate into the parts of our heart that are feeling weary and sad and broken or else that's all we're going to focus on, right? Is the sad and broken parts. Yeah. They're so true. St. Benedict, he's one of my favorite saints, and he talks about in his rule that we're created for nature, Mm -hmm. and that if we think that we can have like peace or joy without it, that's actually not true. We're created to be in nature. It's a reminder of the divine artist right there. Mm -hmm, Definitely. And so one of the ways Kingdom Builders got started is me thinking that I would be this perfect rose, like that spirit of perfectionism. I just was convinced that I could be perfect and this and that. And I had a fascination with roses. I love Trez. I have 10 kids, but five of my my five daughters all had the middle name Rose. So just love the rose. And then the Lord just kept talking to me and was like, through all these different ways, like, you're not a rose. You're a droopy, messy, purple flower. And you're beautiful. Mm. And that's the way I created you. So stop trying to have coordinating diaper bags and shoes. And like, my life is a crazy hot mess. And so quit trying to be what you're not supposed to be, you know? let me love you and let your design shine just the way you are. So yeah, so identify anytime I see like a droopy purple flower, I'm like, oh, there's me. So do, you have, <laughs> do you connect with any type of flower or nature? Nature is huge for me. I mean, in my connection with God, like beauty is something that just wrecks my heart. And it's so good for me. Like it just speaks of God's faithfulness because it's so big. It's so yes. grand. Like we have amazing mountains where I live. They're snow-capped all year round, you know, even in those heat, like that kind of heat I was describing. There's still snow on these mountains because they're so high and I can see them all around my house. And, um, you know, there's something about that when I stare at the mountains and I'm just like, God, you're so big. Like you're so much bigger than all of these circumstances which feel big to me. They're not big for you because you just created this like with us 
you know, with a paintbrush, like, right. I mean, you breathe out stars. Like, I, I mean, it just like <laughs> yes. draws me to his greatness and that he, yes. he is God. Like I'm not, these circumstances are overwhelming for me, but they're not for him. Right. You know, his arms are big enough to carry it and he wants to, Amen. that's who he is. He's the savior. You know, he wants to come into those places. So yeah, I mean, I love all kinds of nature. I love trees. I love yeah, flowers. Like my mom has this be- these beautiful dahlias right now that are out that mm. I was just like the intricacy of them is yeah, amazing. Amazing. But I too love roses because I have a deep love for St. Therese. She's yeah, a special too, yeah. one for us. Oh yes. yeah. Oh yeah. She's played a huge role in in my marriage and yeah, family. So. Yeah. One of her quotes, which I'm sure you're familiar with is, you know, when her big sister was cleaning out her bedroom and she had these little things for Trez and or that she's going to give away. And she said, Trez, would you like any of these things? And she said, I choose all. Yeah. Um, but, you know, so it's like, so, so often women have that spirit of unworthiness where it's like, oh, you know, I'm sure God, I don't want to bother God with this, or I don't want to ask for help, or, you know, like all these like spirits of, it's like, no, the Lord wants us, we have royal blood running through our veins. We can say, I choose all. Like, I want all of those virtues. I want all of the fruits of the Spirit, like grow them all within me. We don't have to be limited like the Lord wants to give all of those to us. Yeah. So speaking of that struggle of unworthiness, is that's one of the common ones I found in praying with women. What do you feel like right now, women, the strongest struggle for women is? That's hard because I think there's a lot of struggles, you know, across mm-hmm. the board. But if I think about it through the lens of the feminine genius, receptivity, sensitivity, generosity. I just think like in sensitivity, I just want to focus in on that one. Maternity is the other one I should say, but sensitivity I think is one of the greatest gifts that we have as women. It's not that men don't have it, but it is a particular gifting for women, the way that our hearts are sensitive, sensitive to people, sensitive to pain, sensitive to beauty, you know, sensitive in, in the good things and the hard things. And I think because of how our world is right now, even just with media, that we hear about a thousand things a minute that are usually devastating things. You know, there's been another attack. There's people suffering, dying, starving. There's a tsunami. There's a hurricane, you know, that's devastated communities and people. There's hunger and all of this stuff. And then on top of that, like the things within your community and your church, and then the things within your friend circle, and then the things within your family, you know, it's overwhelming to this sensitive heart that we have. And, and I think that's why it's so important that we stay connected to Jesus. It's just like I was saying about the water, right? It's like Jesus is the living water. So when the grass is dry, what it desperately needs is water. Right. And I think for us too, like when we feel like we're being so spent in these areas of our feminine genius, just because of how we were made, you know, and the beauty of how we were made, but we're also made to be connected to the living water, mm-hmm. the source of our life. So if we try too hard to do things on our own and just mm-hmm. continue down that path and we're not being refilled by the living water, yeah, I think that's where we suffer. And I, I just oh, yeah. hear that in a lot of women right now is they're just tired, so right. tired, you know, of caring for everybody and caring for for the world and these burdens, you know, that are going on in their hearts and And so, yeah, I think it's really, really key that God has called us to the abundant life. And that means to be plugged into him because he is the God of abundance. You know, he's not a scarcity God. And so to receive from him as we pour out all of these places is how we stay 
healthy, you know, right, and how we stay right. filled up. Right. Mm -hmm. The other part I thought with all of that, like seeing all of that and feeling all of that is to be in community with other women who are having those same feelings. So the one thing that the enemy told me for many years is like, you're alone. No one else feels the way you do. Like, you're just like a really weak person. Um, yeah, you're pretty pathetic, Mary Jo. And so I didn't know. Actually, I just didn't know. Other women were feeling this way. Other women were struggling raising their kids. Other women were struggling in their marriages. Because if you look at, you know, social media and then you fall into that spirit of comparison, it's like, man, everyone's world is so great. And like mine is like, I, I am like struggling just to come up with a dinner. Mm -hmm. I just an idea for dinner. I'm fine yeah. making the dinner. It's just figuring out what to make that will please all these different humans who are <laughs> incredibly picky. When I grew up, we just ate what was on the table, but not anymore. Yeah. So it's just like all these details and trying to figure out like, Lord, what do you want? The verse, seek first the kingdom of God and all these things will be granted to you besides that the Lord in the midst of our mess wants to order that, you know, and when we mm -hmm. seek him first, then he just orders that so that the enemy is stealing our peace and joy in any way. Like just, first of all, just being aware of it. Because I think a lot of times when he starts to get in there and steal the peace and joy, we will distract ourselves with other things. Look, I'm just going to mm -hmm. go ahead. I'm feeling really yucky or upset or whatever. I'm going to go on social media rather than just like to honor the unrest and say, wait, I have unrest right now. Like sit with the father and let him unveil. What is that? Yeah. What's the enemy mm -hmm. trying to do? And then just to be open to, mm -hmm. you know, allowing Jesus to come in and healing it and putting him first. That whole seek yeah. first the kingdom of God. I don't know about you, but the most powerful prayer of my day is when I first wake up, mm. is to give him those first fruits. And if something happens where the alarm doesn't go off or the kids end up needing me before it, it's like I can feel myself just like thirsting. You know, I'm like, oh, like something's not right. It's like, oh, no, no, no. Like mm -hmm. we're not created to do this without him. You know, that spirit of self-reliance, like I can do it all myself. Well, that's a lie. Yeah. You know, just to know I need him. And that his powers may be perfect in my weakness. You know, it's like we don't have to yeah. run from that. We just need to embrace it. Yeah. And that his presence isn't just restricted to, although it's very precious and powerful in the mass or it's precious in our prayer time, right. you know, it's not restricted to those times. And, Amen. and that's been just an essential part of my daily journey with him is to talk to him like in a conversational way throughout my day, like. Lord, I need you right now. Like, just come, Lord, right now. Or the pausing for the beauty, because he is mm -hmm. beauty itself. Like, he right. is the beauty that we seek. And so when we pause and let that seep in, it is like water coming into these dry parts of our soul where we remember, oh, the world is good. Yes. You know, there is good here. It's not all bad. Right. So, yeah, I think that's really important. And, and worship music is a big deal for me or any kind of like religious music that can oh, just yeah. draw you into the presence of God. So if I'm, you know, puttering around and doing the laundry and all of that stuff, like I often will have like a religious podcast on, but music just that draws my heart always to God. Right. To incorporate that throughout your day. Yeah. It's really important for me or else I I, I'm, that. yeah, or else I'm just devastated by everything right. I hear. That's <laughs> <laughs> true. <laughs> it's true. I find that sometimes when you go to drink, if you've ever been like working outside and you're super sweaty, it's like, you know, you're thirsty and then you go to drink mm -hmm. and then it's like, oh my gosh, I'm really thirsty. Once you start the water, like hit your lips. Yeah. Yeah. And I think the same thing is if we're used to doing things apart from God and we actually allow him to start to drink that water, it's like, oh, I didn't realize how thirsty I was. I didn't realize how much easier life is when yeah, I allow definitely. the Lord in. It's like just like letting that grace just flow 
and lubricate everything. Mm-hmm. So it's just easier. It's like the whole, you know, my burden is easy. My, my yoke is light. If that feels wrong, because he's a God of truth, he speaks truth. If that feels like that's not true, then what in your life is not working? You know, what does the Lord want to change? Because it should not be that hard. All right. So your podcast, Abiding Together, what is happening over there? What can your tribe look forward to? Well, I can't say everything. Okay. okay. Because we have a surprise this Ooh. season. So we're heading okay. into season 10. Which is yeah crazy that season ten here we are. Uh, so that starts on September thirteenth, and in this season we are going to be doing something totally new that I'm super excited about. Wonderful. So you have to wait for that. But yeah. what I can say is that content wise, we're really excited to go deeper. After awesome. nine seasons, like we've covered a lot of topics, and we always end up saying because it's only like a thirty minute podcast, like wow, we just scratched the surface. You know, we right. say that like every time. So we're like, we really need to go deeper into some of these topics and conversations and hopefully spark more depth in other people's conversations because we do provide, you know, questions for every episode. So if people want to journal themselves or if they want to get together in a group, they can do that because it's really important that people are connecting and having their own conversations with people that they're journeying with and can come alongside each other to talk about those things. So so yeah, I'm super excited for this season actually. Oh, and it, it's awesome. one of those, yeah, the podcast itself, I don't even I don't even know how this even happened. Like it clearly <laughs> is the Holy Spirit doing something is this shy. Yeah, they're a huge miracle like, moment in your life. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. That's one of them for sure. So anyway, yeah, so we're excited about that. And um Michelle and Sister Miriam James are my two buddies in that and and we're excited to yeah, get going again. Oh, that's wonderful. Well, we just want to thank yeah. you for being with us today. And oh, it's my pleasure. Yeah, you know, we're so excited to have you with us at the conference. And again, for those of you who are just tuning in, it's October 16th, and you can buy your tickets at buildingthroughhim.com. Just click on events. I just want to praise you, Jesus, for your gift of Heather, the gift of the Abiding Together podcast, the gift of the mission of Kingdom Builders. Such your blessing over all of it. And just close with this quote from St. Edestein. The woman's soul is fashioned as a shelter in which other souls may unfold. Amen. 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 Thanks for having me. It was good to be with you, and I look forward to seeing you in person in October. Thank you. This show is a production of the Spoke Street Media Podcast Network. For more great podcasts, visit Spokestreet.com.